0: Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your
1: host, Rachel Brainke.
0: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Business Bites Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Branke. And within the last few weeks, one of our dear friends, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, has announced some changes that are becoming the Facebook platform. Not surprised, right? But it's sending all of you guys into a big tizzy and worried what you're going to do with your businesses because let's be real Facebook is like the epitome of where the majority of our business and social media outreach is. So today, I am thrilled to have Amber from Matchstick Social, who's going to be sharing with us some of what Mr. Zuckerberg's announcement, what the proposed change to the news feed means to us, what we can do to help counter it. And honestly, guys, it's probably just time for us to start pivoting. We cannot be too complacent. So let's listen to what Amber has to say. Amber, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm excited. Do you want to tell them a little bit about you and where they can find you? And then we'll dig right in.
1: Absolutely. So I am part owner and partner of Matchstick Social, which is headquartered in Charleston, South Carolina, and we have satellite offices in Oklahoma City as well as Seattle now. Um, we've been in business for nearly five years, and we've had global, regional, and local clients, and our the foundation of our services is social media. So we have been, I personally have been creating business pages since they were created by facebook and obviously we've we've branched out and we have a ton of advertising services content services email marketing and such like that Um, and you can find us at matchsticksocial.com
0: sweet i love it and i love your partner's name because rachel's are awesome So let's just jump right into them so that they can have this quick education because they are busy entrepreneurs, but can you explain kind of the proposed change to the Facebook news feed that was announced, maybe for those that don't even know what I'm talking about?
1: Absolutely. So last week, Mark Zuckerberg had a crisis of conscience, and he came to (laughs) us with an announcement that basically said... We understand that Facebook has harmed some people's lives. Um, We understand that it's kind of having a negative impact on people in certain regards. We understand that it had a negative impact on the election. All of these things have kind of um, come to the surface in the last year. So his announcement basically said... We want to make sure that it's that people are able to connect with the people they like and love the most, um, and see what's important to them. So we're going to reduce the amount of what he calls public content in the mm. newsfeed, and in favor of people um, having meaningful connections and interactions with people they know. And you know, the thing is, I don't have an issue with that. In fact, I, as a consumer, in my
0: own personal feed, I totally get that desire for these more meaningful interactions. But I am concerned as a business brand and media, just like he identified in his statement, I am concerned as being one of those that that public content that I'm trying to put out there that I'm also paying ads for and funneling and lining their pockets, I'm going to be even more restricted. Now, I'm of the mindset, and I kind of said it in the introduction, that I don't freak out necessarily over changes like this. I think having a conversation around it is really good. Um, I'm one of those entrepreneurs that I think pivoting requires us to grow, and it kind of separates us out. Like, when we move to the whole idea that you had to pay to play through more advertising – I probably grumbled a little bit, but I wasn't that concerned about it from a business owner standpoint, because I knew I could adjust myself. But from a consumer standpoint, as a just a personal individual using Facebook, I'm concerned when I have specifically chosen to hear from a business or brand that now I'm not going to get to see that. And it's not that I want to choose that over like my mom or dad's social media posts, but I feel like they could strike a good in-between. So I mean, what does all of this mean to us as business owners and also us as consumers who want to see these pages?
1: Well, I have a theory that it's it's mirroring a lot of what Google used to do, or still does, but it used to make huge news with SEO experts, um, with the huge algorithm updates like Penguin and Panda that used to send everyone into a tizzy back then. Essentially, what Google said in those um, announcements and what Facebook is mirroring is our user is our most important. So the user side of that, of your argument that says, yeah, I do want to see more interactions with the people I care about and less, you know, what I might like or quote unquote relevant content from brands in my newsfeed. So I think keeping the user at the center of what's important to Facebook is going to be good for advertisers in the long run. And I am of the, sort of unpopular theory that this is more of a warning shot than it is a a complete rollout of... Oh, I agree. ...making everyone you know, buy into advertising and spend more money on advertising because organic content is gone. I think it's more of, he wants, he had a gut check as, as did all of Facebook. Um, and he wants marketers to have a gut check. So instead of trying to create something that is going to get a lot of likes and a lot of people tagging their friends because it's a silly meme or it's some humorous gif or whatever, he's saying, we need to get back to where we are providing a resource. We are providing interactions and meaningful connections to people because that's what Facebook is about. Mm -hmm. And I think if you keep your audience at the center of what you do and instead of trying to kind of game the system and trying to figure out how you can get the most likes, the most engagement, what have you, then I think you're probably not going to be as affected. Um, And if you are doing that and you're kind of trying to get that low-hanging fruit, that easy engagement, I think, like you said, it's important to just pivot Um, let's see how I can upgrade my content strategy and make sure that it's really meaningful to those that I'm trying to reach. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing is, I have no problem with the game
0: being changed. I just don't want it to be smoke and mirrors. Like, just tell me what relatively like what I need to do what are the rules that you want me to stay within and I'll figure out my own strategy as a business owner and a brand on Facebook and then I'll just kill it I'll figure it out within that but when it's this very like vague of and his statement was really vague and I know that like you said I think it's more of a warning shot than a like a final decree um, so do you anticipate us seeing more guidelines coming out from Facebook or do you think they're just going to kind of change up the algorithm and then we're left to figuring out ourselves?
1: If they're going to go based on what Google does, which is what I assume they're going to do because Google has had the exact same thing. They want users' uh, users' experience to be wonderful and relevant and extremely easy and effective. But they also make billions on their advertising and ad right. dollars. So yeah. they have the exact same kind of um, push and pull. Um, so that's why I'm assuming Facebook is going to go after that. Google does keep it pretty tight-lipped. They keep it pretty vague, those algorithm changes. They'll tell you what kinds of things that they're attacking, um, what they're trying to get do away with. So, for example, with Facebook's announcement in October and November about <clears throat> not being able to change your link descriptions and mm. no longer being able to change the image in some of your post links, it's because they're trying to combat false information, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll mm-hmm. tell you what it's about, but generally they're not going to tell you how to do it. You're going to have to figure that out on your own. It's going to take a little... Um, testing and tweaking and the reason I think that is is because they know that if they give people guidelines right a lot of people are just gonna try and figure out how to game it. Right.
0: <laughs> right. No, you know, and I think that's still gonna happen anyways. But I mean so obviously I'm just gonna put a shameless plug here for Amber. If you guys want want to keep your pulse on this or you're not really sure what direction, Matchstick Social is a really good resource for you guys to find a little bit more information as this comes out because all of these marketers are providing the strategy there's going to be all this free content maybe we'll bring amber back then later on to discuss and flesh this out a little bit more but until we get more of that information what can page owners do to potentially minimize this impact
1: absolutely so with all of our clients we've decided to basically do a little audit um we'll spend about three to four days um releasing certain types of content, um, and then spend the next three to four days releasing another type of content, see how it does organically. We also recommend a small advertising budget for all of our clients, so none of them are purely organic. We do have several pages that have incredibly active audiences and who always get really great engagement on their organic pages, and they're the ones we're relying on to kind of show us Mm -hmm. what content is really going to prosper in this new algorithm change. But I think the most important thing is to just look at your content calendar. Open it up and say, okay, I've got this going on, and what is this bringing? How is this bringing value? And is it sending someone to a resourceful blog, or is it telling someone a takeaway that they haven't heard a hundred times? Is it is it really providing value to our users? And if the answer is yes, I do not think you're going to see a huge problem here. If the answer is no, then how can you tweak it ever so slightly to make sure that Mm -hmm. you are providing that more value. So a perfect example is this. Recently, there have been a lot of, and you guys know what I'm talking about, it's just the endless march of memes on your Facebook news feed, right? I kind
0: of like them, though. I'm a meme gal.
1: Absolutely. I love memes as well, and I love gifts and all of that, but – If you follow enough pages, yeah, um, yeah, or some of the bloggers, it's just like you're inundated, and a lot of times it's stolen content. They're borrowing from one another, or they're flat out stealing. Singing my
0: song, girl. That's one reason I don't use them.
1: Absolutely. So a lot of times, um, and even like screenshots of tweets that you've seen a bunch of times, like it's just becoming um, we're becoming inundated inundated with this type of content. Right, but if you were to look at that and say, okay, I'm providing value and I'm tying it back to my product or service in this way, and I'm, you know, I know that my people love, for example, they love counting down to the weekend, or they love counting down to happy hour, or they're fun-loving people who want to think about this, then how can you add that extra layer of value? So it might be five things you can learn before five o'clock today. Um, And and that's, it's still kind of fun and it can focus on, you know, Oh, you're killing this last hour of work. And, but it's just about value and, and bringing more interaction and thought to what you're putting out there.
0: And you know that I kind of actually makes me feel better because I've looked at all these people using these memes and get said, I'm like, Oh man, I wish I could have that engagement when I'm over here giving people free information that could protect and save their business and, like, it's very limited, it just, I mean, I get a little bitter and butthurt about it, but I'm, so me, I'm a little selfishly glad that it's going to be more about meaningful content and less about just um, this superficial engagement.
1: It's so funny that you said that because I was just on the phone with a friend of mine who works for a very, very large nonprofit that does international social work. And she has been saying for the last year, you know, we've watched our organic content just take a plunge because Mm -hmm. we don't put up fun feel good memes and she's like, we post about the real stuff going on in the world and we need advertising or we need fundraising dollars and we need help and we need people to be aware of these things going on. And she's like, and newsfeed hates us. You know, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that is a perfect example of what they should strive to change. Right. We should still be wanting content that's, you know, obviously you don't want something depressing in your newsfeed, but you need to stay informed in something that's actually going to stick with you as opposed to, oh, my friend tagged me in this and you forget about it 20 seconds later.
0: No, right. I mean, and that's the thing is kind of this whole goldfish mentality. You forget it in a couple seconds and you keep scrolling, Um, which is so interesting. I'm finding also that many business owners, since this whole announcement, and there was some a little trickle of talk before it, but they're talking about abandoning these business Facebook pages and starting like personal Facebook profiles, but not like for themselves in the name of their brand. Um, What do you think about this suggestion? I have my opinion, but I'm going to let you lay it out first.
1: I'm going to be really blunt with this. Good. Bring it suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it'll be reminiscent of the unprofessional nature in which before Fe- before Facebook had business pages, people were doing that, right? Mm-hmm. They were starting their personal uh, or personal profile on behalf of their brand, and then they were having to convert to business profiles later. Yes. Um, not only do you have to wait for someone to add you as a friend, so if somebody wants to quote-unquote follow your business and it's a personal page, they have to add you as a friend. Um, and there's also the limitation of 5,000 connections. So it's not like you can have 10,000 fans on a private or a profile page anyway. Um, but also it just, that's not what it's about. Like that to me is circumventing the whole point. The Mm -hmm. whole point is, no, keep your business page, keep your advertising, keep your organic content, just make it more valuable. Mm -hmm. You don't need to find a way to get the word out to these people because ultimately, if you aren't seeing engagement at all. It's because people aren't engaging with your content. It's not because Facebook is out to get
0: you. Right, right. You know, this thing I'm glad you brought that up about the whole adding of a friend as opposed to just liking a page. This can be kind of a double edged sword in my mind. And this is where I initially went when I heard these suggestions being whispered was on the one hand, you are like, okay, it's requiring a little bit more commitment from your follower. They have to add you as a friend versus just kind of like a superficial like. So, in my mind, it's kind of like, oh, that's good, you know. That can qualify people, right? Cuz we're all about qualifying our audience. We want only the people that are truly invested to follow. But then on the other side of this, you know, this double-edged sword is this idea of and and maybe I feel this because I have that legal content that I know A lot of people don't necessarily want it or they don't know that they need it. I would not be able. I truly believe that I would be doing a disservice to the people that I'm trying to reach by having such a high barrier of this add to friend versus this like um, as well. So which would totally smack in the face of this whole meaningful engagement and my mission of trying to get this information out to people.
1: Right. Absolutely. And. We have to also remember that Zuckerberg didn't say this was going to affect advertising at the moment. So putting a few bucks behind your post um, is still going to be really effective for generating some engagement. It just depends on the value of your content on how much engagement you're going to
0: get. So what about the use of Facebook groups? Because I have my pages and I have my groups. In fact, my groups do, and communities do really well. I've invested a lot of time in it, but I don't put all my eggs into that. Um, What is your thoughts on this?
1: I think groups are a great tool and a great resource for small business owners especially um, and I, I think if you're in a group that's really really active and has a lot of great conversation going on I think yeah jump right in there make you know make more um, conversation happen there I wouldn't rely on it to replace your business like, page at all I agree. Um, mm-hmm. in fact I would focus more on generating content me, as opposed to you know generating Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm but it's definitely a great way to reach people when they're and especially if it's a really active conversation and it's daily or weekly
0: you know and that's the thing and and I for me also talking about this whole idea of having a Facebook profile account or these groups those don't give you the advertising account so you're gonna have to have a page either way in order to advertise right yes okay I just want to make sure I'm clear. I'm not the Facebook expert here, so I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a really good idea," and I'm like, "Oh, wait, I'm not really sure about that." But
1: now you have to have you have to have a business page to link to an advertising account, um, <clears throat> and it's really important that if you're not running advertising um, and you're you're one of these people who's a little bit worried about this organic content, if you see the decrease in your Reach And in your video watch time and your referral traffic, you're still able to go into ads manager and create some ads behind this content and, and push it out to your current audience. Plus, you know, whomever might be interested. So it's not. This whole thing does not affect advertising as it stands right now.
0: You know, and I'm glad you said that because also I feel like some entrepreneurs, especially those that are trying to bootstrap your business, y'all, I've been there, I get it, but throwing some money into this is really important and it's kind of this pay-to-play platform that we're in now, but the one thing that I love about advertising is that because I'm putting money where my mouth is and my content is... I am, I wouldn't say I'm guaranteed, but there is a much higher probability that my stuff's actually gonna be seen. And it's it doesn't negate the fact that I still need to come up with good content and be engaging and make it something new that someone hasn't heard a million times on Facebook. But when I'm paying someone to provide me an advertising service, it is I, I know that it's gonna be served to that target that I am targeting for. When I'm trying to do organic and just putting it on my page, gone are the days that it was just seen by everyone who liked it and then their friends that liked it, right? That is such a shot in the dark now. So I guess for me, those that are listening, that are hearing, oh, advertise, 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 look at it from that standpoint of it's almost a guarantee of being seen. Like it's higher probability of success. And for me, I just, I don't know, I just feel like it separates you from other people as well. It shows you as more of an authority and credibility brand. I'm just a big proponent of the advertising, you know, because I can throw a couple hundred dollars and even if I get one client out of that, I've already made my money back, you know? So that's, that's kind of my perspective on the whole idea of advertising. So when you say that it's not being affected by this,
1: I feel. And I was going to say, you know, John Lemer just published an article on Monday or Tuesday talking about how marketers are already flubbing this change. And one of his points was maybe organic content is not for you and because listen, if you're putting a ton of time and resource into this and creating this content and it's not being seen at all, then that's a waste, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to, you really need to take stock of what kinds of engagement you want to see. Make some goals, just some really short, attainable ones, and say, look, this is this is the kind of engagement I'm used to. Maybe you pull some historical data from six months to a year ago and say, this is the kind of benchmark that I want to have for each post. And if you're not seeing that, then ask yourself why. Make sure it's valuable. If it is, and you are being, um, you know, wrongfully affected by this, then I would try throwing a few dollars behind each post and seeing how it goes. Um, it's not like Facebook. It's got to be the most cost-effective advertising medium on the planet. I mean, a few dollars can really get a few hundred eyeballs. So. Um, it just depends on what your goals are, but if you're not seeing the engagement that you want to see, I would recommend trying some advertising.
0: Yeah, I'm with you and you know, I read that article too, so I'm gonna link it in the show notes for them to be able to read it uh, because I and if you guys don't follow John loomer, he is a great resource as well for Facebook marketing and a lot more of like the even the technical aspects of it because I am totally not technically adept at any technology. Um, so I definitely work with him on that. You guys can find the show notes. It'll be at rachelbranke.com forward slash EPI 44. Uh, but I guess Amber leave us with one last tip, maybe something that. You know, you can go tough love, you can go encouraging to help people feel better, whatever you think, but something that they can take away from this, I kind of already know my takeaway, is going to be this whole asking myself, you know, yes, no, and following that path of whether or not I should even be writing that content. But what is one thing that you can leave with them so that they can weather this storm, weather this change?
1: I would say just don't get complacent in your strategy. Um, Beyond this, you should always be testing new things, in even QA testing, um, just try and figure out what my audience wants to see, how they want to see it, when they want to see it. Um, some of our Instagram audiences uh, interact best when something's posted at 4 a.m. in the morning. You wouldn't think that, right? You think right. everyone's asleep, but that's the first thing they see when they scroll in the morning um, because we're seriously addicted. So I <laughs> would Play around with the times and and the things and the types of content that you want to provide and just make sure that it's really valuable to your audience. And if you're having trouble coming up with more valuable content, you say, okay, if I'm taking an honest gut check, look at this, I really don't think it's providing value. I really don't think it's making, you know, meaningful interactions. Then call us or call Rachel or call Someone who doesn't really know a ton about your business. Sometimes a lot of our clients are too close to it, and it's hard for them to think about it from an outsider's perspective. So find somebody who doesn't really know too much about your business yet and see how they can help uh, shed some light on what you're providing.
0: I love that you said that because that was one of the things that I I told myself for my own business this year. I was like, I'm too close to it, and I – I know the foundation of what I'm trying to say. So for me, I'm not seeing any glaring issues. And I committed to hiring also someone who could come in and kind of give me eyeballs. And yesterday, yesterday, so funny, not 24 hours before we recorded this, I basically have had some key components of my business Put upside down because I couldn't see because I'm too involved. In fact, I have an episode on this though. It's um rachelbranky.com forward slash epi ten. It's labeled "You Can't Read the Label," and it's this idea that when you're in a water bottle and you're on the inside of it, you can't read the label that everyone else is reading. And so it's really important to have somebody outside that water bottle reading it and seeing whether or not you're doing it legit. So I love that. You guys can find Amber at matchsticksocial.com. Um, also on Instagram, especially if you're awake at 4am. I was today. I wish I had known. I totally would have been on looking at y'all's posts. But Amber, thank you so much for all this great information. I hope it will help them feel a lot better. And I would love to have you come back later on and maybe some more tips that we can get to help them figure out these Facebook changes. Thanks for coming.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Again, you can find all the show notes for this episode at com forward slash EPI 44. We're also on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and a couple other podcasting systems. But if you don't want to subscribe there, just head over to com and you can listen to it right on the page. See you guys soon. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of the Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools or referenced
1: episodes, you can find them at businessbitespodcast.com. Until next time.